Hello everybody, this is Vid and welcome to episode number 4 of the Success Inspired Podcast. Another week has passed and it's great to be back in your ears. In today's episode, we talk about media production, things to consider when using drones, F45 training, ethics of a good salesperson, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, and um, um, at some point in this episode, I'll tell you this crazy Easter tradition we have in Czech Republic, which if you did anywhere else, you'd end up with slap in your face or worst case scenario in prison. So buckle up and let's do this. My guest today is a passionate media, advertising and content producer and business development manager at Nimic Productions. Nimic Productions is an award-winning media production company with locations in Canberra and Sydney, and they create amazing multimedia that entertains, informs and inspires. Please welcome to the show, Nick Johnson from Nimic Productions. Thanks for coming along today, uh, Nick. No worries, it's a pretty easy walk for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I should mention we are at Nimic's, uh, Nimic's uh, production studio today, actually. So I've um, got a privilege to take advantage of uh, awesome this green screen, whether that's going to be green screen by the time you guys see it or whatever we decide to put in there. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, what's your story, Nick? How did you get into uh, media production? Um, so it's it's pretty much the only well, not even pretty much it's the only career I've I've ever really had. Um, so I started off um, as a teenager, actually in in the theatre. Uh, my whole goal at that point was to f- forge out a career in the um, in the theatre industry. Mm. Um, theatre, yeah. So acting, and not acting. No, no, no. I, I want to be a director um, and a producer. So I was doing that, and then one day, and um, so my business partner here, he yep. was um, he was a passionate musician, and you know we grew up together, went to school together, and he sort of branched off as we got older into studio engineering and and you know audio production, and I sort of branched the other way away from theatre into like media. Oh, went cool. to went to uni and did a, a bachelor of film and television production, and by that stage, Mick was the audio. So I said Mick, by the way. I'm not talking about myself in the third person. Mick oh. and Mick, it gets, gets <laughs> yeah, confusing. Um, so he, he was working as the audio director for Prime <laughs> Australia, the TV station. And Which then one? Prime. Prime. Oh, and, I don't um, know about that one. Yeah, you do. Prime 7. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, you it's, know what? It's interesting. <laughs> I actually don't have a TV at home. Oh, well, then I, then I guess it's fair that you, you, you don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we, we just sort of ended up. Kind of, I mean, it you makes know, perfect coming, yeah, sense, he, he yeah. sort of went the audio path. I went the video path, and, and you know, fifteen years later, here we are. That's awesome. Well, you both become subject matter experts in your individual fields, and they end up to work well together. I mean, you need if you need, yeah, yeah. making promo video, you need the audio, you need the video, right? So, it's, yep, makes that, perfect sense. And as um, as we always say, you know, you generally only notice bad audio. No one notices good audio. You just notice bad audio. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I was actually uh, reviewing my um, a podcast from a few days ago, and that one was recorded on iPhone. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know, it's the beginning. I mean, this is my first couple of episodes, right? So you just you just start, right? Um, that's the rules. 
goes, you know, like don't don't wait for the perfect moment, just just get started, right? So I'm just sort of following that philosophy, but also trying to make an improvement. But yeah, anyway, so I was just listening to it, and you could, you could hear a little bit of an e- echo. Um, obviously, quality is not as great, but I think if I do a little bit of a tweaking in Prosper Action, the listeners might not notice, although they'll know by about it now. <laughs> I don't know, get some advice from Mick. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Now, that's, that's the other reason I wanted to do this podcast, to have a chat to you, but obviously uh, the tech side of it. But um, I'd like to sort of first focus on um, on the story. So, um, you know, everybody's got a story, but it's got an inspiration for – um, for what they do. Um, so what inspired you to, you know, get into um, video production? Uh, I mean, probably like everybody, uh, everybody that's, that's you know, done the, done the degree I've done and, and all that all have the same, you know, same aspiration I, I would think, which is, you know, you want to go off and make movies. Mm. You know, Pat, you know, a love of cinema, love of movies, but of course, um, you know, as you, as you get older and you, you just sort of, you take those skills and and sort of apply them in a more commercial sense, and then, you know, all of a sudden that's what you're doing. But like, was there a particular point, like even before uni, that you saw yourself playing around with cameras or? Oh yeah, I mean, we've there's, um, you know, we've always uh, both of us have always been, um, you know, pretty interested in you know in the in the arts and and media and you know mm. film and you know, music and bands and, you know, yeah. and the like. So it all just sort of, yeah, all just meshes together as a perfect storm. Awesome. So was that, that was that consistent uh, interest for you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. I, I can like, looking back, like from my, my point, it was like I remember when I was a kid and um, our auntie, she um, she was living in Spain. She still lives in Spain. And she bought us this old this camcorder back then it was a Sony, it was a big chunky camcorder, the one that you put little uh Yeah, I had uh, uh, cassettes. I had a Sony <laughs> had a Sony Hi eight um when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh and then my um my father had to go to the US for work and it was in the days when duty free, you know, before Amazon and oh, yeah. like when duty free was a big thing. So he bought me a an upgrade. It was still a high eight Sony. I still took those yeah. those tapes, but it was an upgraded version of uh of what i was using um which i was pretty happy with as a i don't know as a 12 year old or however old i was great starting point something to play with yeah it's, it, it was a skateboard videos were a big thing skateboard videos yeah, skateboard for me videos. it was breakdancing breakdancing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh, we had a we had a bunch of mates we just uh we just um i think it was like 13 and we just um we would just go to this building it was this corporate you know, office building, but at the um, front end, it was a big hallway. It was still on the outside, and it was all um, tiled flooring and you know slippery flooring. And we'd just go there and like occupy <laughs> every day, like five six hours, just beating ourselves against the ground, I guess, getting all the blueies. <laughs> I guess the, the question remains: Do you still break dance? Is this a way that you uh, impress the ladies on on a Friday night in in a dingy Canberra club? Uh, so luckily I don't have to impress any more ladies. I've got a lady. Uh, so well, you, you don't impress her. You don't. <laughs> you don't strive to keep her impressed. Oh yeah. Oh, well, well, let me rewind <laughs> that. I actually did break dance um, the other day. It was her birthday. Um, <laughs> it was uh, this um, Czech community place that we go to. Um, it's quite a big um, Czechoslovakian community in Canberra. So anyway, we've got this old building and it's not been used as much. Czechoslovakian. I th- I thought it had been rebranded as Czech Republic. 
Oh yeah, but you know what? Um, so this this club it's called Besada, and it's like mainly sort of run by Czechs, but because the Slovakians their embassy oh, is right. a little bit small, smaller, so we get so you, oh yeah, you, you merge together, brother Slovakians, come along, mate. You guys can yeah hang around nice. with us. So yeah, it's, I mean it's, yeah, it's nice. You know, we celebrate different uh what do you call it? Different you know traditional you know events like Easter. We got our little. Quirky traditions, maybe you heard of some weird ones that we do from well, time. Well, I, I know that um, I know that the Czechs, uh, I know that the Czechs like their beer. They they the <laughs> oldest brewing. That Tom Tom has educated me in uh, in great detail about Czech beers, and they're Ch- good. Czech beers. Has he told you about the um, the Easter tradition? What we do? No. So it's very much a pagan tradition. Obviously, really? you know, Europe has been formed and all. You know, over centuries, you know, different cultures, different movements of, um, of um, you know, you got the Roman Empire and what whatnot, and so it's heavily influenced by all sorts of different mix of cultures. But um, this Easter tradition is basically, if I did it here in Australia, I'd be going straight in jail. Okay, you gotta fill me in on that. One, right? <laughs> and and um, does it require special- like you know naked sacrifices? Um, and- no. So basically, you you um, so. For us, it's springtime, right? So it's about you know plants are growing, you know flowers, you know trees are starting to you know show leaves and whatnot. And so it's the whole the whole time of the year is about you know um, youth, health, and on Easter we go and grab a couple of um, branches out of willow tree, and we um, I think it's yeah, it's eight branches and you put them together and you make a rod. So you just sort of you know manually sort of put it together. And then on the morning, on the on the Easter morning, Easter Monday, we go and chase all the women, and we whip them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. So we we. I mean, it's, this explains it's, why you and Tom both have uh, Czech girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Now that's that's another interesting story, actually. Um, but I'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so look, we—it's a symbolic thing, obviously. Symbolic of what? <laughs> uh, it's a symbolic of of youth. So when we whip them, it's for it's for it's for the um, what do you call it? Um, fertility, so that they're fertile, they're healthy, healthy women, uh, and it, yeah, it's beat, from, beat beat them into fertility, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and because it's um, um, you know from a young um, willow tree, from a young branch of a willow tree, it's it's all like presenting you know, the whole the whole thing about spring so you whip them but just symbolically obviously and in return and as you do it and you sing a song as well as a little song i'm not gonna sing it but uh, <laughs> it's a little song and then basically um the, the women will then give you um a ribbon we'll put a ribbon at the end of the um of the rod for you of the whip um the generally the father will pour a um shot of spirit so you drink with a father and then sometimes uh, and then you get a, a chocolate egg or, or boiled egg from the women as well, so you get you get treat, you get something in return um, for for what you for did. beating them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, and and you, you you spray them with water as well, and so it's about you know keeping the women you know healthy and young and, and fertile, and that's that's the thing. But you know, for the, for an naked eye from from an outlooker who's not familiar with these traditions, it's <laughs> it looks weird, like. <laughs> Beating women and then going and drinking with the father, just and eat, eating an egg and eating an egg, yeah, and having a giggle. So yeah, so um, so is this a nighttime activity or a morning? In the morning, activity? you can only do it by twelve p.m. So you can't do it after uh, after uh, midday. 
after that, like, wait, there's a new thing that started. Like, and after that, the girls can do like swap. But you know, good luck trying to. Change yeah, it. I was gonna say you're already <laughs> in the car on the way home at that point, yeah. right? You're already in the car on your way home, and by the time you've already visited, you know, multiple households. So you do this multiple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so you, right. you start with family and friends and whatnot. And when I was a kid, and it was it was it was like a big thing. Obviously, now I'm in Australia, so we don't really do it. Um, I mean, other than my girlfriend or Lucy's girlfriend, uh, Tom's girlfriend. But well, they're both Lucy's, aren't they? Yeah, that's a weird coincidence, isn't it? Is that a common and popular name in Czech I Republic? I think I think it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and and Tom is um, well, Tom Ash. It's actually the Czech name. It's a, and for the listeners, obviously, we're talking about some mutual friends here. Um, so Tom is one of our mates. He's actually a member of BX with us as well. But um, where were we before? So we just wanted to stick to the topic of media just for the purposes of the podcast. It's good to have that side story too. Um, so we're talking about how did we get to that? I don't know. What was that segue into me talking about Easter? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we were talking about, I think, Czech Republic and… Czech Republic, yeah. Oh, yeah, so this… Because I, um, I guessed your we car We were talking about this Czech, Czech um, community house, didn't we? Um, the reason I was talking about that is because I cannot remember. So let's <laughs> move on. Obviously, we got distracted. That happens. Um, that happens to entrepreneurs, I guess. Deep, deep in conversation. <laughs> yeah. Focusing on the things that matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a couple of um, I'm really excited like about topic of media and when it comes to media video production and 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 you know the whole thing around you guys do a bunch of things right you, what, yeah it's just looking at your website so you've done a bunch of um, work for government oh yeah bunch of work for some corporations yeah. private sector and public sector yeah mm-hmm. that's in yeah video animation audio design mm. you know all the fun stuff yeah so tell me how does the generally a process of of from from a start to completion looks like when you when you meet a client how do you guys go about that look it, it depends on the on the job you know, yeah. it depends on on what what we're actually doing but generally i'd say the most important thing is is taking the time to understand client needs mm. you know making sure that what you're what you're making what you're you know writing or designing or animating or whatever is actually going to serve the purpose that they need it to serve and making sure that you know the audience you know who it's actually intended for is um, is kept you know front of mind because um, without those things you know you can make a really really good looking product you know you can make a fantastic animation or you know put together a really slick video but you know if it if it's not going to hit those points that it's, yeah. that it's designed for then it's you know it's just somebody's it's gotta, it's money down hit, the yeah. drain yeah it. it's got to hit a certain message um, yeah so I guess yeah the yeah, consultation clarity clarity of of message mm. as well because there's yeah. there can be a tendency. Um, for, for people that, that don't sort of have a experience in, you know, in making these kind of products, there's there's a tendency to try and cram too many messages into something. Um, oh, okay. And, you know, with too many messages, you end up with sort of no message. Yeah. Yeah, distraction. Simplicity yeah. is key. I mean, it's... Yeah, and, you, you, you know, you can't be, you can't be everything to everybody. Mm. I, I was watching one of your videos um, just last night looking at your, your reel and one that really captured my attention that I really like was what you're saying, simplicity, was that um, the kickboxing place. Oh, had, Phoenix you Gym. Had, um, yeah. You had a trainer and you had a camera going around 360, but every time you would put, had a little cut transition, which was barely noticeable. And then when the camera, so when the camera was 
covering the trainers back, then moved again around, you would see who's who is their client, who's the member that's that's doing the, the yeah. hard work, right? And it would be different different ages, different uh, genders. So it was basically no, I don't showing think it wasn't wasn't different genders. I think that was that was the point of the video. It was actually female focused. Oh, was it? Um, but it was definitely different ages. I, I think I saw we, one guy there as well. Boxing. The the trainer. Oh, is, but that, wasn't there one member as well? Like one? No, maybe I've stuffed it. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I like I like the idea of basically what you were trying to convey. The message was this place is great for everybody. This place is great for um, you know a, a young girl to an older older female. Everybody everybody can get and fit everybody in between. Yeah, yeah, and learn to kick people. Mm. Yeah. Now, media production and the future. Where do you see that going? That's a good question because um, I guess like in any business, if you could absolutely, you know, perfectly read the future, mm. you'd, um, you know, you'd make a fortune. I mean, obviously more and more and more online content. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you just jump back 10 years, I mean, look at where podcasts have, have come now. Oh, you it's know. huge. Um, you know, 10 years ago, they, you know, they, you didn't have the, the volume and you also didn't have, I, I would think you, you didn't have the production values. I mean, now you've got you know, entire companies set up like Seven Bucks Productions and all, you know, which is The, the Rock and, mm. you know, I think William Morris Endeavors are a, um, an investor there. I could be wrong about that, but that's mm. they are The Rock's agent. You know, putting putting big money behind producing these, um, you know, really in-depth documentary-style podcasts. And, I mean, that's just to name, you know, yeah, yeah. Name, a, name a few. So, obviously, that's only going to grow. Um, and, you know, the online content um, is obviously getting – is only going to increase, you know. I mean, absolutely. People yeah. aren't going to stop watching content online. Um, they're only going to consume it more and more. Same with mobile. Um, so I mean, that's that's where I see things. Mm. I mean, it's not when I say that's where I see things going. Things are already there, but I see yeah. that increasing. And then, in terms of um, the technologies used to create that content, we've got always oh. a bunch of different technologies coming out on the market. I've been around on the market for a few years now. VR and ER and yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean that's that's the thing. The, Sorry, uh, AR. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean that's the thing. There's what was cutting edge yesterday is obsolete today. You know, mm. um, I mean it's a bit of an exaggeration, but um, and then some things don't just don't stick. Um, I mean, really, you know, HD DVD never never really got a foothold, and even mm. Blu-ray to a point. Um, you know, by the time that was getting you know, getting towards its critical mass. There's, we were into Netflix and yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, like, Blu-ray was and, so good. Like, and, but see, people, I, I, I think <clears throat> to a large degree, people are willing to trade down a little bit on on quality to get, um, to get more content, more and, accessibility, and more accessibility, and to be able to drive their own, um, you know, to be able to watch what they want when they want. Yeah, the convenience. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, obviously with Netflix, you. you you trade down with quality a little bit against Blu-ray, but you know you get to that point where you can't choose what to watch because there's so much to yeah. choose from, you know. Um, so that's that's sort of where I where I see things, and and then you know again, the um, I mean three the three um, D stuff never really took off. You know, you had Avatar and a few films yeah. that, that did it well, and then um, you know some TVs came out that that could do it, but. They're not producing those anymore, and oh, they I stopped today. They've stopped producing, as far as I know. Yeah, mm. they've stopped producing the three D TVs. You still had to have the goggles. You still had to have the goggles, mm. and um, and I can't 
remember the um, the last time I saw a film advertised at a cinema as being in 3D. Mm. So that's sort of dropped off. It'd be interesting to see how that new IMAX in Sydney is going to look like. Have you seen that? Yeah. The construction there? I mean, the it's, old it's, IMAX was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, for a novelty, you know, I know they did put actual films on there sometimes, but, I, you know, I don't know how you'd – I'm not sure how you'd go watching, you know, watching a two-and-a-half-hour film in IMAX. I could – I don't know. I'll give it a I'll – de- I'll definitely give it a go. But, but I mean, the old IMAX was was fun. Yeah. I think I was there for one or two movies and I remember it was just the size of the screen was just sort of – Yeah, I think it was eight stories weird. or something. That's huge. It could, it, could, it could be even bigger, I think. I was yeah. literally like – you literally had to move your head to sit, to look at the left side of the screen, to look at the right side oh, of the yeah. screen. And when you know when that roller coaster goes down the ramp, oh, yeah. you know you're you're going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it'll be yeah, definitely interesting. Like I was in Sydney just um, a month ago. I was just there to look at um, F45 had um, F45 playoffs there, a big event, right? And um, it was really interesting. It was on a on in Darling Harbour on a floating platform, and it was literally ne- next to IMAX. So just happened to see the, the progress they made because it's a hotel, right? They're building a hotel between between the. Have you seen it? Oh, no, I didn't realize they're building a hotel. So you got you got a, you got the highway there. Um, I don't know what's it called, the name of the, but it's um, you got a little gap between those two those two directions of the road, and then in in the middle of it, they're literally building. It's like a mushroom. They're just growing in between. It's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. Do you know when it's going to be finished? Um, um, I think twenty. 21. Yeah, right. Yeah. So hotel, that's going to obviously cater for all the um, um, exhibition center attendees because, I mean, it's, it's the exhibition center there. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible. I remember I, I arrived here 2010 and it was still the old one and I, I think I went to a few exhibitions in the old one. And they, the next day or <laughs> day, <laughs> uh, went there and all nothing. It just put it down the ground. Like, yeah, it's happened here. it all down. Oh, yeah, you know, they're building a new one. I'm like, just like that. They just <laughs> – and now it's – On to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you look at that, innovation, um, governments deciding to – yeah, this building was – I mean, it was functional, right? And they just decided to build a, a better one, one just to make it better. Why um, not? Why not? Yeah. It's something – Interesting there. Um, we've seen the in the new story um, in you know in China with the coronavirus in that Wuhan in a town. Yeah. They build a hospital. The hospital in ten days. Yeah, there's a time lapse of that online. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's Have they actually finished it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got pa- they got patients in there now. Yeah. I, I got to check it out. Yeah. There's a time lapse on, online of the of the construction. It's it's incredible. It is yeah. unreal. Um, well, is that what you guys do? Time lapses as well? Oh, we have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, actually we've, we've done some time lapses, I think for the construction industry. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're pretty varied in, in the type of stuff we do. You know, one day we're, you know, making a TV ad for something and the next day we're doing something for, you know, for the Commonwealth government. And yeah. The next day we're doing something for the construction industry. Um, and that's not even necessarily days apart, you know. Sometimes all these things happen, mm. you know, all on the same day. And obviously production time would vary depending on the project. Depending on the project, mm-hmm. yeah. And and who, you know, who in the team is doing what and, and all that, yeah. Mm. So what do you guys see going with um, 
of your business in the next 12 months? So where, where are we going? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we like any business, you know, you want to keep growing and, mm. you know, keep doing the work that you love doing and, and keep everybody engaged and keep clients happy and, and all yeah. of that. I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure I've, I've come across a business that doesn't want to keep growing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I don't speak to too many people that, that hope they shrink. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, the more work you do, mm. um, you know, the, the more exciting projects you do, the uh, the more toys you get to buy. So oh, then yeah, you can yeah. do the more the more exciting work and, you know, on it goes. I guess that's a, it's an interesting factor, right? I haven't really thought about it. But, yeah, I guess in your business you obviously have to continuously upgrade. Yeah, things. you've got you to keep investing in, you know, in, in new technology. I mean, that, that's the thing. You've got to keep investing in the business mm. um, so that, you know, you can keep producing stuff people want to watch. Do you find a market in in sorry um in a business like yours? Do you find a big competition in Canberra? Or I mean, there's there's comp like that's the thing. There's there's work for everybody, mm. you know. Um, so I mean, whilst there's I'd say there's you know a few of us that that can that do compete and we compete for the same jobs. Yeah, you know, one company wins one, the next company wins another one, the next you know. I mean, we all we all know each other. Yeah, uh, you know, it's. It's it's not you know I I wouldn't say it's you know super cutthroat or, yeah. or anything you know I I wouldn't say it's as competitive as the gym game. Yeah yeah no good point there because um I mean at the end of the day it's just another offering and more more offerings people have it's actually keeps everyone on their toes you know you yeah it, it, as nice as it might be in some senses to you know to be the only player in town it's not going to keep you sharp it's not going to keep you hungry you know if things are too easy. Mm. Um, you know, nobody's going to get any better. So, you know, you you do you do need a bit of that that friendly competition or, friendly, or competition yeah. to you know to make sure you're always pushing forward and you know doing doing the best work you can. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, just recently we've obviously been um, going through the experience with, with with the biggest competitor here in Canberra, right? With uh, Hit Republic. Yeah. So that's obviously you know put us. On edge a little bit, but you know, so now in retrospect, didn't orange didn't cause you too many? Nah, no, no, I don't think they've got that many locations in Kimbra. I'm not sure. I'm not. Fitness. I'm not a not a member, but I've I've driven past before and yeah. I asked somebody what it was and they said the way they actually described it was it's like F45. Yeah, <laughs> look, I mean, Orange Theory is is um from what I've looked at and from what I've researched online, it is um very big franchise actually. They're across Five continents now. I yeah, right. starting US, so they're growing pretty fast too. I and mean, we've got a pretty smooth business concept and and the offering itself. It's effective. So, yeah, I guess I mean, it really just comes down to people's needs. Yeah, I mean, with us, you know, it's all about personal training experience in a in a group format. So it's like having a you know personal trainer at a fraction of a cost. So I see it as a as a very effective method of training and and. I mean, a lot of people who are looking, especially this time of the year, like looking to get fit, um, might sign up for a gym just purely based on the price because it's a low cost. But then, yeah, right. But then also, a lot of people don't know what to do then, right? Um, and unless you can afford personal trainer, it's tough. Like, I mean, you can research. There's so many videos on YouTube and how to exercise and watch some videos, but it's not the same as having a Having somebody right there. Yeah, having somebody right there, watching over your form, giving you some encouragement and uh, some tips on 
yeah, the right right technique, right form, right progression of the exercise and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a, it's been really good to be part of uh, this F45 network that I've been part of the last two years and and see it grow. Yeah, yeah, it's grown pretty quickly. I mean, last year we we had a, a, a Mark Wahlberg right investing. Oh, that's right. I remember that. That yeah. was. They actually say that um, when it comes to trends like fitness uh, stories, um, that was one of the BS stories for twenty. Uh, 2019, yeah. Good old Marky Mark. Marky Mark, yeah. Plus, he's got his own supplement range, I think. Can't remember. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. I mean, we get these, um, you know, we get these reports, and once a month, each report, like how many new studios. It's like, oh, this last month, congratulations to these 30 studios just opened. So it's just yes. growth, fast and effective. So it's it's been yeah. good, yeah. It's been good to be part of a, a strong business model. Like, because I mean, I've had my own business since 2010, right? On VitFit. Um, and my thing has always been okay, systemizing, looking at how can I be more efficient? Say, if it was, you know, at the start, I was training clients and I was always creating programs, but I was always looking at the whole experience. Okay, well, if I've got a client, what's the experience of, of the first? point of contact what's the experience of the consultation process what's the experience of the first couple of weeks of you know starting that training program with me and I sort of looked at every single bit like how am I going to talk to them what am I going to say what is that what is it that I'm trying to achieve from every single thing because um somebody once told me when I was starting it's you should you should approach every step of your business as if you're like marketing you're not just marketing to you know to get leads and to sell something but you should you should consider that also once they're already your customers because you're not necessarily always going to market something to make money off but you're always trying to sell them onto an idea right so if somebody's um, started a program with you and you're trying to get them to eat healthy you're trying to get them to change their habits you can tell them what to do but if they're not buying into it or you're not conveying that message in the right way, it's not going to be as effective. Yeah. But if you approach it like it's like a little promotion or like, you know, yeah. yeah. Get them on, like get them really excited and get them to own it and take take ownership of those little changes. So yeah, it's been um it's been it's been good. And and then now seeing, you know, a much bigger company, global company, how they, you know, have got the things so well systemized. Inspire me. Um, yeah, it's it's really inspiring and and you learn a lot. Learn a lot. Shows you, yeah, shows you the opportunity. Shows you the shows you what you missed out on and whatnot. Just gets you thinking more outside the box. So, actually, somebody else once told me, don't think outside the box. Like, take the box and throw it outside the window. And <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, cool man. Um, so obviously you've got a passion for for making media production, but would you say that's maybe also out of like I mean, just, just because I know you, I know that you you know you're well like you communicate well, you like to talk to people. Would you say that's a, that's your passion as well? Oh, I mean communication. The, you know, I, I think I've I've got one of the best jobs in the company, which is um, in business development. So you know, I get to spend my time talking to clients and yeah. you know finding new ones and looking after. You know, looking after existing ones and, you know, working out what, what they're trying to do and what they need and, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, I mean, you have to be um, 
I'd say you have to be interested in people if you if you're going to do that kind of job. Yeah. You know, if you don't if you don't like interacting with people, you're not going to be it's going to be you're tough. not going to not going to be great at looking yeah. after clients. Absolutely. And um, what about um, type of media that you guys do? What are some of the types of media production? In in terms of the purposes, types of, yeah. Um. Oh, look. I mean, everything from uh, you know, advertising products such as things like TV commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, um, and you know, marketing material and and all that. Um, right down into um, stuff around say like Commonwealth government or and state government policy um, releases and all that. Down to training videos and you know induction videos for mm. construction sites and you know we do stuff with drones and you know it's uh, it's all pretty varied. That's that's the thing you know when I say you know no two days are alike. Obviously some of the functions you do are a similar day to day, but the type of work we're doing just is constantly changing. Um, do you enjoy that v- variety? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm the sort of person that 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 needs. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm attracted to shiny things. Yeah. You know? So, you know, if I if I'm doing the same thing for too long, um, you know, I, I get a bored. bit stale. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, that's the thing. I I like that. You know, constant stimulus of of doing something mm. new and, you know, working with this person this day and then you know this client this day and in the morning I'm talking to you and this afternoon I've got a meeting with uh, with one of our government clients and yeah. you know it's the variety is what kind of keeps things interesting. It's for like me. the hustle. Yeah, yeah. Do you find sometimes that is maybe too much of like you know that shiny syndrome? Like because I'm similar, like I, I get extracted so easily. Like just, I mean, I'm I'm a little better with it now, but it's still like you know. Um, do you find that sometimes distracting you too much from progress? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm lucky. I think I think if left completely to my own devices, yeah, I think that'd be a, that'd be a problem. But mm. you know, luckily I'm surrounded by a team of. Really good people who are really skilled in their areas. So the work who, is done. Yeah, yeah, who can who who do have a a great ability to to really focus and 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 all that. So yeah, I think if I was running around on my own, um, I'd have to really watch that a bit more than I do when I spend my days mm. around the guys here. And it's good to see like you know businesses like yourself and and as just one you know your your business how how you've got it obviously systemized where you've got like you said you've got people that you can depend on you've got your um you've got your audio guys you've got your um animation guys and, and you've got your team who's gonna do the production and that sort of gives you the, the free hands to then develop the business and go and meet with the the clients right yeah and it means that you don't have to be doing one thing at a time mm. you know as a you know as a company and obviously this is how you how you grow is yeah. that multiple things can be happening, you know, all at the yeah. same time. But they wouldn't happen if you didn't, if no. there wasn't somebody who's going to go around oh, having no. those meetings, having built those relationships, oh, it, oh, interactions. Look, it, that's that's true, but it wouldn't, it's the same thing. Like it, it wouldn't happen if, um, you know, if Mick, my business partner, didn't didn't do what he was doing. And, that's you know, that's right. Yeah, 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 creative yeah. director wasn't doing what he does. And so it is a it is a very much a team environment. Like a Formula One team. Everybody's got purpose. And- yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, that's that's how it all that's how it all works, you mm. know. You, you remove anyone, um, you know, and you're oh, going to notice. going to yeah. break down like a domino, yeah. That's a really good book that I've read from um, E. Gruber, I think it's called. Oh, author. Michael Gerber. Michael yeah. Gerber. E-Myth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I've met someone in business who hasn't, hasn't read the E-Myth. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's it's a great book. And for those you don't, uh, you're listening uh, and you don't know what this book is about, just to give you a bit of an idea, it's basically explaining that in business you you have to have three different roles in order for business to function well. Like uh, like business such as Nix, you have to have entrepreneur, you have to have that you know the idea guy, you have to have the guy who's going to drive the progress, who's going to do those meetings and and build those relationships. So you need that entrepreneur. Then you need the manager who's going to make sure that things get done when it comes to you know completing projects um, or executing on on clients' needs. And then you actually need the end of it. You need those technicians who are actually going to do the work. And trying to do all at once is typically an issue for startups and, and sort of single person businesses. Yeah, which, right? which is why he goes into sort of separating it out. And and I mean, I think you know he says I think the, the famous point in the, in there is that most businesses, uh, and that's true for for, mm. for this place as well, is that they start with a technician turned. You, you, business I mean, person yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, you know, how, how else would you, you can't just start with nothing? Yeah, and that's that's that was you know very true for this mm. place. I mean, I was, you know, there was a, a period where you know I did more functions than I do now. Yeah. Um, because you are trying to you are trying to keep all yeah, the, all the balls in the air and um, and all that, but you know, as you as you grow and you know you you learn a lot more and you sort of understand how things work a bit better. That's when you you know that's when you can start. Yeah, you know, building things out properly, and yeah. yeah. And do you find there's that period where you just really have to toughen it up when you're changing the heads? That period where you don't have the additional person that can look after certain aspects. Oh, look, there's, there's always, I think, just the nature of of growth. I don't think it probably matters. Um, you know, whether you're in your first year or, or your fifteenth mm. year. You know, in our case, that there's, you know, all those challenges are all relative, so they're all. You know, you've the challenges you have in your first year. Oh, okay, you, you don't have them in your fifteenth year, but you have different, a different set different of them. Setup, um, yeah. You know, you've it, that. I think you know the nature of of growth means you're always you're always coming across new you know new things or new issues that need your attention or yeah. you know a change in legislation or a change in the way you're going to do something and you know you just you adapt and learn and keep going. So, what's the most uh, recent? Change in legislation that has affected how you how you can oh, conduct your business. Um, oh, it's not not necessarily even necessarily a negative thing, but you know things change. Say around taxation, mm. um, you know, think things in those areas change. Um, maybe not even necessarily legal changes, but say the ways um, the ways that you we were distributing and packaging television commercials. Say right. ten years ago, you can no longer do it that way. You have to do it a different way now. And you know, as things change, policies change. You know, equipment changes, technology changes, all of that. Yeah. You know, all those all those peripherals around it change. Security. I mean, good good example being with the drones, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and of course, there's there's quite a lot of legislation around mm. uh, around flying drones and where you can and how you do it and how you get permits and how you notify CASA of what you're doing and. You know, there's and if you don't do those things, um, and something goes wrong, you you're gonna you're gonna have a bad time. Do you need to have permit for every single drone that you that you have, or how does it work? Um, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, in some form we would, um, particularly because we're using them for commercial purposes. Mm. So, you so know, is that the distinction? Like, it's commercial purposes, now you need a license. I or? haven't flown a drone for private 
fun use of only ever. Right. Only yeah. I've, my whole experience in drones has been in a commercial sense. Yeah. So of course, we've when you're actually earning money doing it or charging for it, you you do have different um, obligations. You do have yeah very different obligations to mm. if you're just going to an oval on a Saturday and, and sending up a two hundred dollar drone. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of what we do, yeah, there's there's no scenario um, that I can think of where we wouldn't have to get permits and all that around, you know, around sending something up. All that sort of stuff. I know the DJI has released uh, one of the the newer drones. That what's that one called? It's a really tiny one. Oh, uh, the I think it's Mavic Mini or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I know that just you fits mean. in the palm of your hand, and apparently it's got a it's got a setup so it doesn't actually fly above set and hide and, and it gives you indication whether you can actually fly wherever you are. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's just Mavic as a brand do that. Um, I mean, you can override that stuff, but um, it does mean that the, you know, the, so, the general user isn't going to accidentally yeah. send it up too high or too high fly it over Parliament House. Or, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. So it's got a GPS on the app, is it? And then it just sort of it's, so restricts they, you from usage? Yeah, like so. There's they things get zoned in colors. So, you know, you when you go to to send it up there, say say Canberra for example has zones. I can't remember the, the exact colors, but I know that I'm pretty sure that the, anything that's got like a red circle around it is you you just can't fly there. So, for example, the airport, yeah, apartment house, whatever. You you just it just won't let you physically wouldn't yeah physically even won't if you let try you. drone just wouldn't go there. It just won't won't physically let you do it. Then you've got say, an outer zone from there, which is, say, blue. I can't, I can't actually remember the colours, but mm. where you it won't let you it won't let you fly in those zones, but you can get clearance to do it, you know, so you can yeah. submit certain paperwork and, you know, and all of that and then essentially, you know, like a computer game, those zones will unlock for the period of time. For that, a particular that, project, yeah, yeah. that you're using it. Um, and then, of course, they... They lock. So they're, they're usually on the, the edges of the, the super restricted zones. Yeah, okay. And obviously they would be more likely to provide that to a company or somebody who's operating for a business than yeah, just look, an individual. Hey, I, mean, I just want to fly my drone. Yeah, we, we've, had to get, um, we've had to get those, the permits to do. Yeah. I mean, we have to get permits for everything we do, but we, we've had to get those specific permits to allow us into certain areas. Mm. Um, but, you know, because we can demonstrate what we're doing and – yeah. Why we're doing it. And, and you've that. got reputation, you've got obviously your um a legitimate business. So I think yeah. that's the that's the, probably the one that they'd probably be looking at. Yeah, why why you have you haven't got anything to show for why do you why do you want to fly so close? It's yeah, suspicious, yeah. right? So yeah, I mean yeah. but yeah, you guys are being around how long? How long you guys been around? We're gonna have fifteenth year, I think. Fifteenth year, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now what were some of the hardest things that you had to overcome in those 15 years? Oh. Any 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 interesting stories? Oh, look, I mean, from a set, <laughs> you know, I say like, oh, look, it's um, well, I mean, like anything, you know, just as you know, just as we sort of got our legs, um, yeah, when we were younger, mm. we um, you know, we we had the GFC sweep through, which yeah. was um, you know, which was an interesting time. That that had that meant we had to change a lot of the ways we did things. Yeah, right. Because um, we we lost a fair bit of money during that period. Um, businesses you know, prioritized less on of that, and we just had a lot of businesses, like a lot of clients, owing us money that went broke. Oh, okay, yeah, place. oh yeah, stuff. Like um, so you know, when you when you're in those early stages, um, yeah. and then you couple that with your yeah, companies and and, and government 
making some cutbacks and, you know, spending less and all that, you know, those those effects ripple on. So, mm. you know, that was um, yeah, that was a that was a, an interesting time. I think because we were young and really inexperienced, um, oddly enough, I think that actually helped because it meant we weren't really set in our ways. We weren't um, you know, we, we hadn't been sort of indoctrinated into, you know, this is how this runs and this is how this happens and this is how this works. So when when it became clear that, that some of the ways we were doing things just weren't going to be viable, you know, going forward in this sort of new era, mm. um, you know, when I say it was easy to change, I mean there were things that needed to change, but I mean it was it was easy in the sense that we we were still learning. I mean we still are, we're always going to be learning, but it meant that, you know, that decision of, okay, well, now we have to start doing something like this was probably a little bit easier. To, you know, you're a little bit more limber. Would you say it's more was more almost like you weren't really following any any status quo because you were, like you said, you were younger, you were just entering that, that industry. That sort of yeah. allowed you to just, you just can sort of roll with things. Work on your feet, just be creative and yeah, do what you can rather than, yeah, like you said, following particular standard how to go about it. Yeah. yeah. What's the biggest one that you had to cut down back? Would it be an equipment innovation those times? So, so in terms of like, like when you were just yeah just struggle like just getting through that GFC period. Look, look, it was actually quite a while ago. Um, it's 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 hard to say. I don't think there was you know any any one mm. thing. I mean, we and we did we did continue to grow during those okay, cool. periods. Um, it was just you know just it was stuff. just yeah, and I mean you. I guess when you, you know, you were a fair bit younger as well then, you know, early 20s and it was just, um, you know, when you, you hear constantly that, you know, the economy's in the toilet and people are going to lose their jobs and, you know, businesses are going broke and this is happening and that, you know, and you sort of wake up to that news every day and, you know, you unlock the keys to you. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you unlock the door to your office and you walk in and you think, you know, well, are we going to go that way as well? Yeah. You know, you know, all these things. You know, and then, you know, you see, you know, major institutions, you know, major brands that have been around you know, for, for longer than – and when I say longer than we had, I meant in terms of our lives, not yeah, just yeah, business, yeah. you know, packing up, you know, and mm. going into administration. You think, well, you know, if it happens, if it's happened to them, it can happen to anybody, which is which is true. And, you know, you just – you've just got to keep on. Good example is Blockbusters, isn't it? They were it was the DVDs. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure business. that I don't think I'd I don't think I'd chalk that one down to the GFC as much as they didn't get with the times. Yeah, you know? yeah, not true that. Yeah, um, apparently the story was that they really yeah they just believed in their product so much. They well, they fired so they brought in the, the a, a new CEO who was competing with Netflix um, in terms of that was when Netflix was still mailing yeah. DVDs. And the, he was like they were actually doing all right with it, but then yeah. the board felt that they should just that you know they that the problem with with doing it like that was that they couldn't upsell chocolates and stuff in the shops and all that. So they the board pretty much pushed him out and didn't didn't worry about the uh, you know in home yeah and. Yeah, the rest is history. So the CEO of Netflix used to be a blockbuster. No, no, no. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It, I mean, it's in the, the CEO of Blockbuster oh, yeah. at the time was pushing a mail-out product like Netflix. Oh, like and she was, was pushing more innovation just to yeah, – Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah, and yeah. it was oh, actually okay, yeah. a viable – like they were 
competing pretty neck and yeah. neck with Netflix. And then the board pushed too. pushed that CEO out because they didn't like this mailing DVDs to the home thing, which is what Netflix were doing. And um, yeah, you don't see any blockbusters around anymore. Yeah, it's so frustrating when you're working with um, with people that are sort of like stuck up in the old ways and they're not willing to. I think take some risks. You see, you see it though across like industry groups. Very rarely seem to really branch into the next wave. So you know, you had you know, shipping companies with a the biggest. Well, obviously going back hundreds of years ago, shipping mm. companies were the major thing, but they weren't the early investors in rail, and then. You know, because they didn't see that as as, a, oh, yeah, as yeah. the future. And then when air travel became a a thing, the rail companies had all the money in the world. They could have invested in it and owned the aviation industry, but they didn't. They didn't think that would take up. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's, yeah. you know, there seems to be that, you know, that that guard that sometimes doesn't change. And the other things that's that's sort of common they say is that you know the bigger the company, the slower slower, slower for moves, them to, yeah. to 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 move on. Sorry, so yeah, slower it, it changes direction. It change, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's pros and cons of right between, um, yeah, starting on your own and just having that flexibility and creativity, but not having a team behind you to then growing into a bigger, bigger business with more teams and then being more restricted with how quickly can you adapt, right? Yeah. Now. We've talked a fair bit about your business and and what you guys do and some some technology. So that was great. I'd like to know how do you keep fit, Nick? How do I keep? Okay, so what's I, um, your go-to? So, I mean, I go to the gym. <laughs> uh, go to the gym most days. I um, I've got a, a love of combat sports, which I unfortunately recently haven't spent enough time in that gym. In fact, mm. that's the gym you were talking about earlier with the video, oh yeah, the, cool. the kicking and stuff. Um, yeah, I haven't been there anywhere near as much as I would as I would normally like to. At the yeah. moment I've been moving house and doing all that sort of fun stuff, and um, I try to eat fairly healthily. Um, although I do have um, do have a love of wine, which probably you know love of scotch and wine, which you know I'm sure I would be just that 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 just a little tiny bit healthier and fitter if you know. Yeah, well, I, mean, I didn't love gotta, the wine gotta, so much. I mean, it all comes down to what quantity, you know, how often, whatnot. I mean, you know, oh, I, mean, I, I like to crack a beer when I get home every now and then. I mean, there's nothing wrong, and it's important to enjoy good food. And like, well, I think you know, you gotta you gotta have a few things. Good yeah. Beverage, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah, everyone's got <laughs> everyone's got a little bit of a vice, you yeah. know. Like for me, when I was always talking about healthy eating, um, explain it to clients. You know, they'd be like, okay, cool, so. Um, I've heard this thing, and I'm gonna, you know, cut down on all the all the bread and all that, and just just be really strict, right, in order to to achieve what I want. And I'm like, well, yes, that will work if you do that. That'll be the the fastest way. But what's your what have you been up on doing up until now? You know what I mean? Like if you if you're trying to change everything at once, it doesn't work because it's just not not sustainable. It's too much to do at once. And then for, for me, it was like, you know, like I was, I was, my background is I used to be a cook. So I'm, oh, really? I've always loved cooking food, healthy food. But as a cook, you don't always just think about healthy food. It's good to be tasty too. And sometimes, you know, I mean, to make food tasty, you got to add a bit more extra fat, See, a bit I, more extra salt. I don't, I, sometimes. I, I, admire you, I admire you people. I can't, um, <laughs> I can't say I enjoy the act of cooking. Even when people say, you know, but when, you know, you've, cooking and you eat it and you enjoy it. And I go, yeah, 
Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I would rather. I'll always choose to clean up rather than cook. Yeah, yeah. that's fair enough. So, who cooks at your house? Obviously, your partner. Yeah, she she does. Um, she's she's pretty pretty damn good mm. at it. Um, and in, and is one of those people that does enjoy it. Yeah, cool. I, I mean, I still I, see. I've got. I would say I've got about five things that I cook really, really well. Yeah. But anything outside of that, yeah, it's it's just not gonna it's not gonna work. So, so you know, early stage of our relationship, you know, I think I probably gave the appearance that I was a, a very, very good cook. But once I'd used up those five recipes, oh, yeah. that was it. <laughs> you know, we're back to the first one again. You know, yeah. and then it fast becomes clear that you can only cycle it. Yeah, that long. I've I've got this <laughs> this five th- these five things, and maybe that's even being generous. It may even be less mm. things in my arsenal. And then once that's tapped up. It's all just ingredients in a, in a pantry as far as, as far as that goes. Yeah. Now back to the exercise. So how long has it been since you've done some martial arts? Oh, a few months, I think, now. A few months, which is, yeah. yeah. Which, isn't, which yeah. isn't good. I mean, we've had the smokes, we've had the fires. It's been tough, right? Oh, no, Christmas period. Oh, look, at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's all just excuses, really, you know. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, but you know, I mean, this is so what I normally do when I, because I do a lot of sales calls at the gym and, you know, trying to basically inspire people, more, get them motivated. And obviously they, they show some interest because, I mean, if they didn't, they wouldn't, the details wouldn't come through uh, through a pipeline. But, you know, you don't have to contact them. So for me, it was always about um, building that initial connection. And the best way to do that is empathy. Yeah. So, like, you start with a bit of an empathy. <laughs> and then, like, you let them, like, Tell about the reasons so they feel comfortable. I, but then I got my hands like, okay. on. A, uh, I got my hand a few years ago. I got my hands on the uh, sales manual of a particular. I won't say the, the brand, but of yep. a particular well-known weight loss company. Yeah. And um, when I was reading through the sales manual, it clearly stated that. I mean, it was more aimed at women, but if you can make someone cry because of their appearance and weight, you've got a new client. Yeah. And then you got to weigh up. I mean, how much of it is. Like, okay, because you're going to get them to cry and sort of get them, you get that sale. But then you also It's not an overly ethical way to do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like how do you you balance it up between ethical to – because on the same token, if you get them in the gym and you get them exercise, then then you're helping them change their life and it's it's a good thing. But, yeah, how do you go about it? Yeah, and look, people – it's funny because, you know, people kind of carry on. And, I mean, in that that respect, with that example, I would say, yeah, it is a bit of a dirty word, but – but when people sort of come on like sales is a dirty word, well, you know, the, my argument's always been, you know, when, when I sort of mentioned to or in the past, you know, have mentioned to people that I, you know, my role, the company sort of sits more in the sales arm. Yeah. And, you know, you often hear people in this smug way, you know, they say, oh, I've, I've had a run at sales, but I've, you know, I was too honest for sales. And I always sort of look at them, you know, with a bit of a blank look and say, oh, well, you obviously didn't believe in the product you were selling. Have you had mm. to lie to sell it? You know, if you had to lie oh, okay, to sell yeah, your product, yeah, yeah. you you either either some nobody had ever shown you how to sell something properly, or yeah. you didn't believe in what you were selling, and thus you 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 actually you actually were doing a you know somewhat of a disservice. Yeah, you know, I mean, you I would say generally if if you whatever you're selling, whether it's gym memberships or you know or media production or whatever, yeah. I mean, if you you know if you believe in the product and you think what you what you have to offer is is a value to somebody. Mm. I, don't really see any any reason you would ever need to lie or misrepresent anything to yeah. to get somebody to want them to, to want to work with you. Yeah, and no, I think we're on the same page here. I, I'm a big believer that yeah, I mean this is the the criteria number one. Whatever it's selling, you got to believe in it. 
Um, number two, I'd say is um, number two is be obviously find out their reasons why. And a lot of times, mm. sometimes uh, people, because there's a bit of psychology around it too. And again, some people go, oh, it's NLP or you sort of, you know, using a bit of psychology to, to get around the way you're choosing your words. But if somebody contacts you and, and they're interested in your product, service, whatever it is, and the first thing they say, what's the price? And you have to. You have to sort of distract them off that question and give them something else. Because like for me anyway, I find like people ring me up, so what's the cost? And I say, so how much do you know about this product service? Oh, you know, nothing. Well, what service would I provide if I tell you the price if you don't even know the value of it? Doesn't make sense. So let's let's rewind that. Let me ask you, what is it that you're trying to achieve? You know, and then because you really want to get them talking first, you want to find yeah, out know, and I mean, what's what, their reason, and then see, you can justify that cost. People see but, value in different things. You know, somebody, yeah, one mm. one person's prepared to spend you know one hundred and fifty thousand on a car, while another person, you know, wouldn't wouldn't spend more than ten thousand on a car. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean there's no market for a hundred fifty thousand dollar car, and it doesn't mean there's no market for a ten thousand dollar car. It's just, mm. just different people, different people assign yeah. value in different ways. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But in this example, if it's somebody that's already like inquired, then you pretty much know that there. There's at least some level of interest there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the in the market, yeah. But yeah, for me, it's like, hmm, you um gotta know what this is, and I gotta know what you're after because we're not gonna match that value um, to that price or your understanding to it. And yeah. Without that understanding and seeing the value, you're not gonna go for the sale. In which case. I'm not going to help you. You're not going to help yourself. And the reason you've come in the first place was to help yourself. So, yeah, that's that's when you get, you know, that that's when you open yourself up to the possibility of actually having, you know, unhappy clients as well because their expectations, they don't feel that their expectations have been mm, met. And, yeah. You know. Communication, right? Back to yeah, communication. It's so important to, to have that proper so if, discussion. If you, if you come to BX yesterday, that's, that's what I spoke about in my. My bit yesterday was, oh, was, was the importance of, of good communication. Oh, did you guys record it? No. You didn't? Oh. Well, should have been there again. <laughs> so, so I only went for 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was my first one, actually. I missed. I had to um, miss it. But um, I'll be the one next week. Now, um, any advice you'd like to give to someone looking to start a business? Oh, geez. That's... Um, that's <laughs> I could be here all day because, yeah, <laughs> we're all geniuses with hindsight. Um, look, I'd say make sure you um, make sure you team up with with good people. You surround yourself with with really good people, people mm. that that have you know diverse and, and really good skill sets. Even if they're not necessarily in your business, you know, your friends and you know, make sure you surround yourself with the right people um, and not in that Jim Collins, you know, only hire the best people kind of, you know. Never quite understood that. Of course, every business wants to hire their hire the best people. But mm. um, no, I, I mean, you know, if you can, um, if you're lucky enough to be able to team up with somebody that you you work really well with and bounce ideas from and, and work together, then um, you know things are going to be, yeah, you know, things are going to be a bit easier for you. A lot easier, yeah. There's a good saying, right? Surround yourself with the five people that um, that you. Yeah, like what it's, I can't remember. And, trust. Who, and, and also, who there's the is, other one, which is who's who's doing better better than you or same level or or more progress than you in business in order to progress yourself. Like there's no point surrounding yourself with somebody who's 
who's not in business and is just employed somewhere. Yeah, I it's, think it was um, mm. um, so Ryan Holiday, the author, quoted Shamrock, the MMA fighter, with yeah. it that he has this philosophy of plus, minus, and equal. That it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's training for training for UFC or running a business, you need someone who's better at something than you, somebody who's who's who so so you need essentially you need somebody you can learn from you need somebody you can teach and somebody mm. who essentially is you know at an equal level and yeah. that, that keeps you nice and rounded yeah awesome and with that i think we've covered almost an hour i haven't really timed it because uh, obviously i'm not recording yeah. it today you guys so recording it for me so um i think i think yeah we're somewhere around an hour mark, somewhere around it yeah yeah so i think look it's I would like to touch base again. You know, there's, there's, there's so much more that I would like to know about. You know, in terms of the technicality of of different different things. You know, um, I mean, one one thing I was gonna I was gonna ask you about. What do you think? What do you think about this idea of like how fitness and and technology can evolve in the future? Idea being, so for example, VR. I, like, uh, like say in the gym, right? I'm trying to get people to do pull-ups. Look, I would say if there is a market for VR porn, there's got to be a market for VR fitness. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I thought, well, if you have a VR goggle on and now instead of being in the gym, now you're actually, you know, hanging off a helicopter, is that going to ah. be something that's going to make you do an extra few pull-ups? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's probably the only one way to find out. Yeah. Yeah, future is, um, future is exciting. How can people find out about you? How can people find you, firstly, and how can people find more about Nimic? So, um, obviously, the, uh, the easiest way would be to jump on our website, which is um, Nimic, so N for Nelly, I, M for Mark, I, C, dot com dot mm-hmm. au. Um, you'll see lots of our work and, and videos and, and all that, you know, like every business. We're, we're on Facebook as well and, you know, obviously a lot of stuff on YouTube, being it's a video platform. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably the most effective way. And then um, from there, you know, all that contact information and phone numbers and email addresses and all that stuff are all all there. And for businesses looking to obviously have more content to for promotion or anything like that, do you guys mainly service local based Australia oh, no, businesses no, yeah. or look, we um, we we've got clients all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so whilst you know, head offices in Canberra and we've got yep. another office in Sydney. Um, yeah, we, we service clients from everywhere. Okay. So not, uh, distance, not, not, not a trouble. No. Excellent. Well, yep. So like you said, we've covered almost an hour and that's pretty much where I like to keep it there. So, um, thank you for your time. Um, and for your invitation for me to come along to obviously to this recording studio, which is bloody awesome. Well, nice and convenient for me. I just had to come downstairs. All right. Thanks, Nick. No worries. Cheers, mate. And that's a wrap. You've just listened to episode four of the Success Inspired podcast. In the next episode, me and my guests talk about all things money and career with tips and tricks and insights that you wish you had known years ago. If you've liked today's episode and want to get notified about all the upcoming ones, please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. 
And uh, if you really like the show and want to help me extend the reach to more people, simply give it a four or five star review on Apple Podcasts and share this on socials with your mates. It will mean a lot to me. Have a great rest of your day and stay inspired, people.